On New Year's Eve 2009, we decided to come up with goals, not resolutions, for the year ahead. We wanted to take control of our lives instead of sitting back and letting life happen to us or pass us by. Every year since, we've created a bucket list that encouraged each other and worked toward achieving our goals throughout the year. In 2012, we started to document our journey in our blog, The Great Goal Rush. I'm Chris. And I'm Lissa. And this is The Great Goal Rush Podcast. Hello, everybody. Hi. Hi, Lissa. How are you? I'm good, Chris. I would like to... Welcome everyone to the number one lifestyle and recreational podcast amongst unicorns, ages two to three years old, who download podcasts. What's that? That's our podcast. What's what is that? We are the number one podcast. What does that mean? What are you doing? It's lifestyle and recreational podcast amongst unicorns, ages two to three years old. No, really. What are you doing? Who download podcasts? What is this? What did you I'm, take that from? I'm, look. You can look up the stats all you want. But oh, is that did that come with? Uh, what are we on? What's the platform we're on? What do you mean? What's the platform we're on? The um, we're on the podcast everywhere. No, uh, the Podbean. Yeah. That did they give you that stat? No, that's a true stat. Stop fighting it. That <laughs> is actually true. I don't trust what Chris there is saying. There are unicorns who download podcasts in uh, ages two to three years old. Have we received a um, a review or a? Uh, yeah, a review yet? A one-star review? Clearly, we are popping amongst unicorns, so I think okay. we should just... And they can only put in with their horn things yes. in one star. From on ages the... two to three, though. We, we really need to work on the four to five, but okay. right now we are number one. So thank you to all my unicorns out there. really appreciate it. Um, we'll continue to try to make you proud. <laughs> I, I can't wait to understand what you're talking about right now. <laughs> well, anyway... <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to Chris and Lissa's Great Goal Rush podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Chris, and the person laughing over there is my beautiful, lovely, amazing wife, Lissa. I just want to set this up that he had it, whatever he, this that fact is, he had it on his phone in his notes, and he, like, shielded it from me as we started talking on this podcast, so I... This is was quite a Taking surprise. Taking it back. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I'm flattered too. It's actually really, really cool. I didn't know. I'm I thought excited. this was going to be like a normal conversation. Oh, we need to we need to make sure that we note that this podcast is sponsored by Luth. Um, Shout out to Luth. I uh, just wanted to note that. And uh, we have a second sponsor, and that is the Christmas spirit. <laughs> I would say the holiday spirit. Thank you very much, if we're being honest. Okay. Um, but yes, uh, shout out to Luth, sponsored by you. Really appreciate it. Uh, and the holiday spirit, mm-hmm. um, thank you for being you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for giving us spirit. Thank you. We appreciate it. So uh, let's talk about the week a little bit. What happened with you this week? Um, I, the last weekend, went to the city of New York. New York um, City, as it's bright known. lights, yeah, uh, in a city that never sleeps. Yes, to complete a big goal of mine, which was to see a Broadway play that was non-musical, mm-hmm. and I saw Lifespan of Effect featuring my boy Harry Potter, aka Daniel Radcliffe. I think it's the other way around, Daniel Radcliffe, I think aka that's Harry name, Potter, yeah. and. Uh, the only other time I've seen a musical on Broadway was when I was in like high school and we saw Lion King, which was 
which was a good experience, but I wanted to see a play play, not like a straight play. Not oh, you wanted to see a play play. A play play. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we saw that. So it was a, a long weekend in Manhattan, which um, I was happy to be back in D.C. after that weekend. I had these moments when I was younger in high school. I was like, I'm going to go to journalism school in New York. I'm going to go to, I'm go to Columbia. Mm-hmm. NYU. Study. Uh, and then uh, I thought I could live that city life. And then every time since, I've been back however many times, a bunch of times, and I've realized that I couldn't live in that city. It's just uh, the fact that you can't even see the sky when you look up is so so disheartening i mean as much as we love new york and we seem to go to new york a lot um it's so expensive well it's expensive for sure but it's like the moment i get there i'm excited because i'm in new york and that wears off within an hour and i want out and i appreciate new york i love it for the time i'm there but it never fails when it's time to go it's time to go it could be 24 hours it could be 48 it could be longer but when it's time to go, I am ready to get out. So I'm just, feeling trapped. I just want to say something controversial, that D.C. is a far superior city and doesn't get the love that it deserves. That's not controversial. Those are facts. That it Those is, are facts. It is a city rooted in uh, intellectualism, in power. Uh, uh, people in D.C. value beautiful um, buildings, intelligence. Beautiful and people come to D.C. to make a difference in this world. And I just want to really, I'm not comparing D.C. to New York right now. I'm just really, really showing love to to the District of Columbia, which should be a state. Of course. Yeah, no slight on New York, but for for my money, I'm going D.C. all day. Mm -hmm. New York is great. And, of course, to me, I think the best thing about New York, forget everything else they have, the food food is the very, very best. Uh-huh. I had so I'll go to New York all day with noodles that. with fried artichoke, so, I mean, and it no. was so delicious. No, not okay. for me. Um, I like everything else about New York. I mean, we don't want to even get into the desserts. Uh, it's mm. unbelievable. Well, you had a few have. items on your bucket list this year that required you to go to New York, yep. and you have yet to go. And but that is a conversation for another podcast. Okay, I'm just I was just saying that. Well, let's just let's just scale back there, okay. buddy. Let's okay. just scale back. How about right, that? Whatever. Mm-hmm. Nice. And also during this time, because it's it's the holiday season, the uh, all the stores were decorated, and um, it was a shit show of epic proportions around Rockefeller Center at night. It it I have some issues with crowds, and I have you don't to, say. to talk myself out of some. Uh, a, a, panic a, a panic attack, maybe. I mean, I've never had a panic attack, so maybe I'm just being very dramatic. But I, I feel trapped and hot. So, in in moving out of that crowd, when your like chest is touching someone and your back is touching someone, it it's a little harrowing. I'm sure you're not alone, and whoever's listening to this is probably thinking the same. People are out there thinking the same thing, especially those unicorns. By the way, mm. I'm sure they're thinking that. Um, so yeah, and New York is not the place to go if you don't like crowds, and especially this time of year. Uh, it's going to be Oh, it's packed. so packed. Yeah. But for those who are listening, uh, I know I have a lot of friends that live overseas, and maybe they've never been to New York. You got to go. You have to go. You but... have to go to New York. And that's not saying like, oh, it's better than every other place. It's an experience. You have to go. That's my two cents on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Well, while you were gone... What did you do? I 
Stayed on the couch almost all weekend and binge watched House of Cards the oh. last season. You also decorated this house. I did decorate the house uh, with the, you know, we are sponsored by the Holiday Spirit. Yeah. And thank you. The Holiday Spirit did come to our house and <laughs> it looks pretty damn good if I have to say so. I think so. I have instituted a rule in this house. Um, at least I try every year. I'm like, no Christmas tree, no decorations, because ultimately I end up cleaning up said decorations, said spirit. With yeah, them. well, it's kind of like the way in the house. Like I you make clean, the food, yeah, you food, right, make and food, you'll I clean, clean. And whatever. Then, yeah. I'll anyway, I've been trying to convince Chris to refrain from putting up any decorations, and initially I did it all, and then I was like, no, I'm done. And then Chris has taken over the role of lead decorator in this house and every year he surprises me with the touches that he um oh the delicate touches (laughs) oh my gosh the touches are just so delicate (laughs) i wish he would stop touching the house so (laughs) So delicately at this point he's molested the house yeah i should have asked first probably you the house did not consent to anything that you did sorry he has a little village he has a uh he bought like a pot uh, a popcorn ornament for yep. his bobblehead. Like, we... It's pretty special. We might have to share that at some point on our uh, Facebook page. Yeah. It's pretty special. The house looks pretty good. Yeah. I'm in the holiday spirit because That's of good. this house, so there's that. That's good. Um, Yeah. So anyways, like I said, I finished the last season of House of Cards, which I love that whole series. Um, If you don't watch that, you know, I would highly recommend it. Even without Kevin Spacey. Even without him, uh, you can get past it with this last season. And it's a it's a very good show. Quality show. Uh, and it was perfect to watch when you weren't here. I'm two seasons behind. I don't think I'll ever watch the end no, of that No, you show. probably won't. Um, but it's, I, I personally think it's worth it. It's a good show. Okay, so just so everyone is clear... Netflix, Chris White is recommending your show. He gives it five stars. I am. Um, I am. I, please continue show. to create more shows like that. Ah, uh, yes. So would you like to start talking about why we are actually recording this podcast? No, I think you should. Okay. <laughs> uh, we are recording this podcast because in life we have daily struggles. And sometimes those daily struggles mount and that causes stress and we're here to talk about mental health and how we cope with it yes and uh it's a very delicate topic Uh, just like his touch just like my touch uh (laughs) but it is something that's needed uh, i think anyway to talk about because i don't think i don't think people talk about it enough let's talk about it let's talk let's about talk it. about it it's the stigma of mental health where ooh, you can't talk about it because if you talk about it you're gonna have it or you already have it and when you talk about it it makes sometimes it makes people feel better it's not good to bottle that stuff it's in. not good to bottle it up and you need to you need to communicate so I will start just saying that I come from a long 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 line of people who have had mental illness family family members Mm -hmm. yeah so i personally do not suffer from like clinical depression or anxiety i have my bouts with it of course Mm -hmm. uh, my lows but i am very familiar with a the spectrum of uh spectrum of mental 
issues. And um, I personally deal with stress and just the daily bullshit by and my my you know what goes on in my head to the the issues that you know I have to deal with like my some body image issues and uh, I have realized that an outlet for me a very constructive outlet for me is helping others mm-hmm. you're volunteering mm-hmm. so I have said in a previous podcast that I like to channel negative thoughts and energies into positive things and I have found that that getting out of my own head and focusing my attention on something other than me because ultimately my guilt about whatever or negativity is just negative narcissism. So to channel that energy into something positive is really helpful for me because there is literally no point to think about myself, feel guilty, feel uh, whatever it is, self-loathing. So to direct that into something productive has helped me a lot. And I, you know, I want to do good things. So like, it's not a, I didn't go, I didn't start volunteering because I was like, I needed, (laughs) I need to help myself, help myself. Yeah. It was to help others. And then I've realized over the years that the positive benefits of helping others has improved my mental health, which Mm -hmm. is not, you know, it's, it's wonderful. Are you looking at Curly's making some, he's being trouble over in the kitchen. Um, anyway, so that along with uh, I meditate, mm-hmm. which is something that both of us got into a couple of years ago. To stop you real quick before you get into meditating, I wanted to go back to something that you said, yeah. and I think this is an, a really big issue. Um, you mentioned you have some body issues, mm-hmm. and I think this is the problem with a lot of society where someone looks at you, they're going to look at you and say, what in the hell is wrong with you? Why do you have body issues? There's nothing for you to have any issues over. The issue, however, is not what everyone else thinks. It's what you think internally. So no matter if you, you know, you can look in the mirror and just think, oh my gosh, I I hate the way I look. Everyone else thinks you look great. It doesn't make a difference. And I think that's where, you know, the mental illness and mental health really, you know, we don't talk about that enough. It's not about what everyone else sees. It's just you. It's how you feel. And that is... That's a serious issue. Well, I do have a theory on this if you want to get into it, that um, society profits off your self-doubt. So I, as a woman, have been told that every part of my body is ugly. Mm-hmm. Like like my armpits need to be beautified with some uh, uh, deodorant. <laughs> my uh, my, well, my hair is dead and that's, damaged. Well, that's like, so yeah. every step of the way, that, that I... Pressure's from society, yeah, sure. I, I have been told that I need to hate myself. And though I thought I was very strong-willed, and I didn't, I wasn't affected until actually later, like in my twenties, that to be clear, this is society telling you that. Well, it is not a, someone coming up to you and saying <laughs> you need to hate your hair. No, it, yeah, it is. Like I said, society profits off of all of our self-doubt. So if they continue to tell you that something's wrong, and you then buy what they're selling you, and I got to the point where I was un, I was um retraining my brain and realizing that that was that that is not true that I don't want to uh, live by those rules that society has placed on me so mm-hmm. it was just like getting out of an unhealthy relationship but with 
marketing and um, what I've been trained to believe. So right. it was a that that was a, a great milestone for me to well, achieve. Maybe your you know your mom shouldn't have told you all those bad things about yourself. <laughs> My mom. <laughs> I hate you. My mom never told me bad things about myself. <laughs> Don't throw her under the bus. <laughs> uh, I waited for that. I hate oh, you that so was much. So, rich. so anyway, back to <laughs> meditating. Um, it's something I got into a few years ago and I practice, I mean, that's the whole point. You just practice it. I don't know. No one does it right. No one does it wrong, but it's an opportunity for me to just focus on something, clear my mind. Um, I, I know that you've gotten into it too, and I don't know if you want to talk about it, but it's just like, sometimes it is just me sitting in silence and I freak Chris out on occasion because I'll just be sitting in a room by myself, like staring, no phones, no books. And he's like, where are you? And then he finds me just staring in a room and I'm like, I, I am an, an introvert that whose energy is depleted when I'm around other people. So mm-hmm. just staring and being silent recharges me like a phone battery. Yeah. Like it so that's um that's very vital to my mental health. And then the other thing that I've also worked on or not worked on, but I whatever gives me joy is what I what I do. So like if if it doesn't give me joy, I don't do it. Sure. And I seek those opportunities that give me joy. And that's kind of part of this whole bucket list thing. But when people come to me and talk about, you know, some of their issues, I often, if they're in a dark place, I try to get them, help them get out of the dark place by asking them what brings them joy. Right. And that sometimes I've seen this in real life. It, sh- it shifts their focus. And it's like, well, you know, going to live music concerts or whatever it is and it's an immediate like well just try to insert some of that into your life and see how that you know how that improves your life yeah sometimes that's all you need it's i think it's very easy to get wrapped up in all of the negativity uh and i think that once you you know if you are talking to someone it's like okay so we have all these negative things over here in your life Let's try to balance those negative things with some positive things and start talking about some of those positive things. It's not going to solve the issue, but it does help. No, and I don't want to. I don't want to minimize serious depression and anxiety. Those are which which I don't suffer from. So to say that like that's a whole different. This is this one thing. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. try it, no, and you'll no, be no. better. Right. Like that's like the worst right. worst advice to give someone. But another another way I've retrained my brain is to focus on gratitude and appreciation. Mm-hmm. And as someone who has dealt with some 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 dark times or some negative things, like uh, when when you're told you have MS, for example, mm. and instead of focusing on all of the negative things that could happen, um, you focus on like. Every day, I'm like, I'm I'm grateful that I can walk. I'm grateful that I can eat by myself. I'm grateful that I can drink well, that water. That certainly I'm, puts so, everything into perspective. And that does if, put yeah. <laughs> it does put a lot of things into perspective when you are diagnosed with something yeah. that serious. But it's really it every day, every day that I'm on this earth and breathing and have access to water and have a roof over my head, mm-hmm. I am a happy person. Yeah, I mean, it could be worse. 
Yeah. Um, so how do you deal with? Well, before I get to how I deal with stuff, bullshit. Yeah. Before I get to uh, me and how I deal with it, I think it's also important to talk about you know my stress is different from your stress and the different you know stressors in life, as in you know the daily stressors as opposed to something that might be larger. Like for example, I don't have hair, so <laughs> this is not important. But you know you could have a stressor in your life where you're trying to get ready for work. You're trying to make yourself look oh, a certain just those way. little things? Yeah, so and like annoying. your hair is just not cooperating with you. And it's like, yes, that is a stressor, but how are you going to react to that stressor? Yeah. And are you going to let something like that define the rest of your day? Or are you going to say, okay, fuck it, let's keep it moving, and let's try to make the best of whatever's going on right. for today? And I think, unfortunately, because we, as a society, have so many stressors, uh, we get all those little things just build up and build up and build up. And it's hard to see the light. It's hard to get any positivity out of all the negative feelings that you have. Mm-hmm. And my thought to that, too, is when people have – I've had uh, colleagues who have come to me really concerned about some something that has happened, something that they're very stressed out about. And I have asked them, and this is kind of morbid, but this is the way I think, more big picture, that on your deathbed, will you be thinking about this? Mm-hmm. And likely no. So, like, it allows you, it allows uh, some space to occur between you and the problem. Mm-hmm. And then it's a, oh, this maybe isn't that big of a deal. And I also, though I have doled out that advice, I need that as a reminder often when I get into whatever is stressing me out. Mm-hmm. And that's where you often come in and, and say, you know, you don't take your own advice. So no, you don't. <laughs> I'm not perfect, but those are the ways that I I try to um, tackle this world. Right. Uh, Dominate this world, maybe. Nah. Some would don't, say. Don't say that. <laughs> I don't, don't say that. Don't say that. Um, for me, uh, how I deal with it, I, I deal with other issues. Um, I deal with anxiety for sure and i've tried for at least the past 10 years to try to take in my life i feel as though i have so much anxiety levels um, or issues that drive me crazy so i get anxious over the dumbest things Uh, i'm not going to get into it but you know not at work but just like the dumbest things where it's like okay this is coming up um, I've got to do this. Uh, we become kind of obsessed about. Yes. So it, then your mind cannot think about anything right. except for the small, like, logistical. Yes. So all of that negative energy is just there. And it's sitting on, you know, my soul. And I'm trying to figure out how do I get past it. And it's tough. And it is a daily struggle. It is not something where it's like, oh, yeah, I got it. Um, how do you handle that? Well, I think... I, I do meditate. Mm-hmm. I, I meditate. I meditate. I meditate from Monday to Friday. Uh, I don't do weekends for some reason. I take those <laughs> days off. He um, takes the Sabbath off. Right. But my meditation is a little bit different from yours. If I get 10 minutes, you know, some days it might be 10 minutes, some days it might be 20 minutes, but it's like when it's over, it's over. And I know it's over. I'm not going to force myself to sit in silence and focus on, you know, a mantra or whatever. Um, I, I try to use I try to take a ne- you know the negative energy and make it into something positive you know whatever we're feeling we should just be happy that we're feeling something and I try to take whatever I'm feeling whether it's negative or positive and make it 
part of my experience of life. It's, it's kind of hard to explain, but, you know, let's say I'm anxious about having to um, do something at work, which I'm not, but let's say I am anxious about it. I try to take that energy and just think, these are the moments, like these are the moments in life that you're going to remember. You should just be happy that you're feeling something and try to use that and make it into a positive. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Um, but it, it can be crippling at times. Something that has Im- alleviated me from some stresses, stressors, uh, when I think about if I have something like at work, let's say a, a meeting or a presentation or it doesn't even have to be about work, but I'm able to I, I t- remind myself that I'm here to help. Like ultimately, mm-hmm. whatever situation I'm in and whatever I'm getting stressed out about, if I go into it with a positive, trying to be positive, trying to help other people, then it it lessens the stress stresses for me. It's um. I don't know if that that's that's helpful. Well, for no, I, I get that, but see, the difference between that for you and for me is like as a teacher, that's what we're there for. We're like we're a sponge to help everyone else with their stressors. So it's like yeah. that thing I sent you on Twitter with a yeah. little bit, yeah. You um, you take- You, as a teacher, you, not you just me. You bear the burden of other people's as issues. As a teacher, you take all of that and you put that on your shoulders. And then you are supposed to find a way to get rid of that so that you can you know make other people feel better. And that's not just me. That's seriously, that's any- educator Mm -hmm. Uh, and so it can be difficult to find outlets to you know make myself feel better or just feel good and it's different things I I find I find solace in working out I love working out whether it's running whether it's lifting weights whether it's just doing something that's getting my heart rate up I really enjoy that and that's a way that I deal with a lot of my stress well professionals don't they say that quote unquote working out out releases endorphins well that's, alleged those are facts allegedly yeah, they course. say that it releases endorphins Here's, but the the <laughs> thing is is like a lot of people they go to work out and they have fun i don't have fun when i work out it sucks it's tough it hurts it's terrible however in some strange sick way i do kind of love it um that's probably the endorphins thing and it does get rid of stress absolutely well, you um do you ever notice that like if you feel pain that you try to like let's say you're hurt that you want to feel a different type of emotion hurt as in like like let's say let's say let some let's say that you are feeling let's just say that you're feeling stressed out yeah and instead of like dealing with that then you you go to the gym to feel pain so that you don't feel oh 100 percent. so i did that initially when I was first diagnosed with MS, yep. that I would go to the gym purposely to, to feel, feel pain because you, yeah, yeah. To feel it. pain so that I was the one causing it instead of what the disease could. Your body attacking. Yeah, you. like that was my, it's a control thing. Mm-hmm. I have I don't do that anymore because. No, I'm glad you don't. Well, it's it wasn't like I was I really hurting myself, right. but it was just like, like, a, like this weird yep. deal with like, Oh, you think you can control my body? Right. Let me show you what I can do. And um, I'm I'm done. I was I've done playing that game because I really don't like to work out. So mm, that ended quickly. That's unfortunate. <laughs> it's really unfortunate. 
Mine is just taking anxiety and saying, okay, well, I'll take that anxiety and I'll just push myself to a point where I don't feel that anxiety anymore. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Um, it's just the way it is. And as I get older, you know, I can't do the things I used to do. And so that puts more stress on myself. Like, mm -hmm. well, you know, I'm holding myself to a certain standard in which mm -hmm. I'm not 25 anymore. I'm 38 in that I can't do the same things I used to do. And at some point, I'm going to have to just accept it. And I'm not there yet. But Don't say anything what you're going to say about being a retired retired athlete or whatever or aging no athlete, i, I I'll be first off, off it's aging athlete yeah, secondly sure. you're being associated with a certain identity so if your identity is wrapped up into you being this good Athletic. at this thing good at this thing that is those those are all very fleeting and to be wrapped up into i an identity that is like going to go away it's i mean you it's just coming to terms with it yeah, I mean, I guess so, but it's also because we all have identities, like right. I understand that, but it, it's more it's more than that. It's more than like if you are known for something, and then that is being taken yeah, away from uh, you. Trust me, I get you. I mean, what hap What would happen if you lost your eyebrows? I <laughs> would cry. So I hope everyone who listens to this immediately looks at Lissa's <laughs> eyebrows and pictures her without. So I don't think eyebrows. anyone. I have been told before, like, oh, your hair's like my hair is a greater attribute which is like w weird for people to say but whatever it's something that, that people weird. say to me That's um stupid. so i understand certain your identity being tied up into physical your physical appearance in some way and i've tried to very much distance myself from 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 any f from the physical thing because it is fleeting and when someone when i when i die and someone is reading my well she had great hair <laughs> yeah and they're not going to say that they're going to say like she helped i want people i would person. like she was a good person she yeah. helped she volunteered she blah 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 whatever it is and blah, i blah, said blah blah blah, <laughs> blah again so anyway um, back to my eyebrows class. i just want to say that i i do feel like eyebrows are the um, the windows to your soul okay so <laughs> not your eyes let's stop <laughs> Because you are eyebrow it, deficient, I so I should only have this one in. eyebrow. Um, I don't know what happened to the other one. When did you lose it? It was like, here's, the, the, here's the dumb years? thing about it, and like, and you know, this is because students are just so fucking cruel. They <laughs> point out things, you know, your flaws. Or no flaws whatever. go un oh unnoticed. Yeah. And so someone was like, "Mr. White, you don't have an eyebrow," and then like, there's forty people looking at you and start laughing, and it's like. Yeah, that's cool. Thanks. Appreciate it. It's been gone for, uh, I don't know, um, 15 years, but thanks for noticing. And You have eyebrows. I'm looking I at have, them right now. They're just I have scant. an eyebrow, and then I have one that just faded. Well, and I... And, it's just the way it is. And like, if anyone is concerned, Chris has had his thyroid checked, because that was like, when you lose yeah, the outer corners of your it's eyebrows, whatever. normally that's the first sign of thyroid issues, which I also have, so I'm... I. Any anytime someone comes to me with a symptom, I'm like, "Are you sure you don't have something I have?" Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> anyway, he's had that checked out, and he seems to be healthy. But it's what I, I don't care. I really don't care. But but imagine if you your identity was. Well, again, my identity is something else. It, it, yeah, you know, a lot of it is wrapped up with you know, athletics, and that's fading away, and I. 
that is probably the one of the main pressures and stressors in my life is having to deal with that, having to understand that I can't do what I used to do. And well, it's just the way it's going to be. So it, it's about dealing with it and, and finding ways to cope with it. And here comes into where the attitude of gratitude is uh, really helpful because then you you then focus on all of the things you can do instead of all the things that you can't do. So then you are able to have an appreciation for your legs still working, your feet still working, barely, <laughs> and uh, just all of the great things that you can do. Yeah, this is a bigger issue. Like, I'm not going to get It's into hard it. to get, it's hard, again, when you're so close to something, it's really hard to, to, to distance yourself from, like, to think, like, that's the advice you would give to a student who comes up to you. Mm-hmm. But when, it's, again, taking your own advice is a little bit, it's a little bit difficult. Yeah, but I'm also looking at it through the eyes of a 38-year-old and understanding, you know, it's not the same. I need to come to grips with it, and I'm, I'm getting there. But things that I do to, like, help me get there is, again, what we're talking about. Medita- meditating helps. Um, also talking to you about it whenever. Uh, but I will say, unfortunately, you're not the most supportive person when it comes to talking about my body hurting or in pain, you are actually pretty shitty. <laughs> Why? Because it's like, I can tell you, like, there is not a day within the past, I would say, two years that I have not woke up because of, I, I'm in pain. And like, I wake up in the morning, not from my alarm clock, but from the pain in my feet. Mm-hmm. And specifically, you know what I'm talking about. Um, and it hurts and it hurts right now. And I will tell you, and you're like, well, don't go to the fucking gym anymore. Stop running asshole. And it's like, thanks. First off, I'm not that abusive. You are too. Secondly, secondly, if you, I get, I can get frustrated with you because you complain about stuff and then don't do anything about it. So if things are really, if you're really in pain, then I would hope that you would, you would reduce the the things that cause you so and much here, pain. And here and here we go. We go into the well. Since I, my identity and what I know myself as is someone who works out and is an athlete, and if I do something about it, that would be surgery, and that would take me away from what I want to do. So now, I'm screwed completely. If we, you take away working out, well, then that's something that a mental thing that you need to get over. Or you oh, need to so work basically through. you just told me Sorry, to not get over, to get over it. it. <laughs> but right, you need to work go. through it because yeah. you can't treat your body the way you treat it and expect it to be moving at the age of 60. And at this point, we live on the third floor. So I cannot mm-hmm. carry you up three flights of steps. Okay. Well, I will so get you there. Need to I will take, get there You need crawling. to take care of your body. You. you need to do yoga. Yeah. You need to do Pilates. Okay, stop. You need to do low-impact yeah. activities. Yoga and Pilates is not going to take away, one, they're not going to take away the pain that I am currently feeling, and two, not going to satisfy my working out experience at all. So you can fuck that noise. That's ridiculous. You need- I've done both. I get it. I should do it more. But please, that is not the same. That is not the same. You are you are going to run your body into the ground. So what you're doing is you are you are causing it to happen. So if I am if I am insensitive, it's because yeah. you if I am are you are you are <laughs> you are causing this. Mm-hmm. 
And you are unwilling to change. I am willing to change. It's a process and it takes time. Okay. And I am and I am working on it. We're talking about coping and I am. I'm I'm trying different things. I'm not doing as much as I, you know, used to do. It's just a matter of and I yeah, I'm just scaling back a little more. I have to say that of all the characteristics of humans, I have and I have a lot of empathy and I have a lot of compassion you to give. Zero fucks in terms of me. No. And I. But it falls under the, what I just said, I do not have a lot of empathy for people who complain about something and continue to do whatever is causing them to complain. I, that is like the one category of human that I, I have no tolerance mm-hmm. for. And mm-hmm. to me, that falls under though i will help you i'm here for you i am your partner in this life mm-hmm. i will drive you to the doctor's appointments i will i will massage your feet after they're uh, surgically not, it's enhanced not, it's not even i will rub essential oil on Ooh. your bones i will <laughs> i will do as much as i can but if you can't help yourself you know you you do realize that if i went and helped myself then you'd be based out of commission. On, based on doctor's orders. Yeah. We're looking at two, well, at least two surgeries on my feet. At yeah. least two, probably three. Um, then we need to make wait, that wait, wait, happen. Wait, wait, wait. Probably a knee surgery. And without question, uh, rehab on my back, as you well know. Well. Yeah. yeah. So, so that is... I'm out of commission, period. Like, that's it. Like, that's a wrap. Well, would Jack. you rather be out of commission temporarily or out of commission forever once you're in your, like, 50s? Of, that is out of commission forever. No, it's not. It's what, a temporary. I'm Like I said, I'm currently 38. By the time I would be okay again, you know, it's over. It is. It is. It's over. Disrupting what's happening now. Do you remember what the doctor said? Fixing things now so that they're not bigger issues long term. Do you remember what the doctor said about my foot the one time when he said that? He said that that you have like a foot of an 85 year old. No, but yeah, but not that. That if they were to surgically repair like my toe, for Mm -hmm. example, that eventually I wouldn't be able to bend that toe and I would like clob around and wouldn't be able to run. Remember that? Yeah, exactly. So that's why. Well, maybe that you should not... see doctors that aren't right, as gruesome. On. I think you need to see. Let's, we need to okay. see better doctors. That's so. Anyway, thinking. let's get because you're not the first let's person to get deal with back this. To coping, so <laughs> to to finish my my take on how I cope. Meditating really works, and I try to take negative energy and change it into positive. And like I said, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Um, and I work out and that's the way I, I cope with it. The other thing that I want to add on to, cause you said sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, is that I heard something recently that also alleviates a lot of stress for me. And it's that we're all practicing. Mm-hmm. Like none of us know what the hell we're doing and doctors, practice, no one is medicine. an expert. Yeah. So if we can say that doctors who we rely yeah, on practice. to like fix us, they merely practice, mm-hmm. then we all should think about this life and the things that are presented to us as just practicing. So we don't get it right. We're just practicing. Like we learn from that and then we move on and we will try again and right. practice better yep. and then keep on keep on building from there. And then uh, like to talk about something else a little bit with, with coping with it, um, I firmly believe that we as a society, we don't talk about it enough. Um, and I think that if we talked about, let's just say mental health, I think it would be better 
we we talk about going to see a shrink. I think that I don't know if shrink Not, is the appropriate word. I think it's like really? therapist or psychiatrist. Okay. I think shrink is a little outdated. Maybe people use it. Uh, whatever. I, I just I think that that's a good thing. I hundred percent. I say it over and over again that we go to the doctor for everything, whether it's our bones, our muscles. When we get sick, we have a common cold, we have the flu. But for some reason, we won't go to the doctor about our brain. Are the most important thing that we have. And also the thing that no... like we know probably the least amount about. Exactly. But, you know, it's looked at as such a bad thing. Like, oh, I, I went to go talk to someone. Why? Oh, uh, because I'm dealing with things. That it, it's looked at as a weakness. Helping yourself is never something that one should feel ashamed about. Of course. But, and I hate to call out my people, but in the black community, it is definitely something. It, it I'm not going to speak for every black person out there but i in my experience i think that it is the stigma around talking to someone because you're dealing with certain things is looked at as a weakness and i think that's shameful and i wish that we as again in my experience the black community i wish that we would seek help more and understand that just because you're talking to someone about an issue doesn't make you weak if anything it makes you strong because you recognize you can't deal with it and you want to seek help over it yeah and also um just to to note therapy is not cheap so um it it it's not always available for people who need it the most probably and that's something that it it can be cost prohibitive and and it's unfortunate because we it should be again as we said because you're you're your brain your mental health is so important that though we realize that it can be cost prohibitive but if you can see a therapist about something please do yep and if you if you can't then um hopefully some of these coping mechanisms that we we deal with can help i don't know and also if you see someone in help and or in need and you guys know people who are out there that need help be there for them be a friend um be someone that they can talk to don't be like me when it yeah when it concerns chris's pains right be sensitive yeah just be there for someone you'd be surprised you know how how much you can help someone for just listening and just being there for someone and they know that you know if i'm going through something i can speak to someone i can speak to this person because I know they can listen, and sometimes it works. Yeah, and we've had so we've had so many arguments that are just like I am just venting or you're just venting, and then we both because we're trying to be helpful, try to offer solutions, and it's like I don't want your solutions. I just want you to hear me. I want you to listen to me. That has I, happened a lot. I would say that that just comes from you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Me. I don't say like I don't need you to say anything. No, that's you. That is all. Okay. Well, you. then sometimes that is 100% I just hundred percent you. I tell you things because I just want to. So I need someone to listen. And then I say something in return, and you go, "Do you just want to argue?" And I'm like, "No, I." Trying to help. Well, Chris <laughs> likes to play the devil's advocate, so please, you can, yeah, you can um, understand that that's kind of in your nature. But I will say that when I this is for you. Don't uh, tell me what to do. And this is for you and whoever else is listening. A lot of the times when I play devil's advocate, it's because I have my opinions. I'm very, very opinionated. So if I play devil's advocate, it's because I'm trying to learn from your take. So if you can convince me like your take, then I'm learning from you. Yeah, but stop using me 
to learn. As, oh, okay. I don't say that again. Sometimes say I that again. I just need to have a thought expressed, and I don't need to be challenged. But I'm trying to understand your thought more, and the way I understand your thought more is by challenging your thought. And if there's holes in your argument, then it's like, well, then I don't really understand. Sometimes it. I just want to be told you're right. <laughs> and that's our podcast, folks. And when Chris right. does, the way I cope oh, God. is just to tell Lisa that she's right, <laughs> and then everything else is fine. We all cope with yeah, that. That's we, how. Exactly. That's how we solve all of our issues. Um, is that it? I think that's it. I think that's it. I. We hope that. Something along the way, hopefully, could have helped one person. If we helped one person, it was a success. If we brightened your day, it was a success. Chris's delicate touch. That's, that's, about that's that? all. I just wanted to say that's what brightens. <laughs> hopefully that brightened, that brightened your, day. your yeah. day. Are we going to do a would you rather today? Do you want to Would you rather, would you rather, would you rather? Yeah, that's my song today. Okay. Would you rather sponsored by Luth and the Holiday Spirit? There we go. Oh, I want to do it. Give me. Oh, right. Okay. See, there she goes. Grabbing the Would You Rather book. Would you rather have fingernails that grow at a rate of one inch per minute or have pubic hair that grows at the same rate? Nah, give me the fingernails. Things to consider. Fuck Hold people on. up with those Things fingernails. Wolverine! Consider. Putting in contact lenses, which neither of us wear. Okay. Sex life. Tanning at the beach, which neither well, of us do. Yeah. Got to worry about my tan. So, fingernails or pubic hair? Wolverine. Yeah, but All... Wolverine can mean pubic hair, too. What? Like, he's hairy, right? His pubic hair didn't grow at that rate. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm going. That was always my understanding of that character. I'm, his, yeah. his mutant powers. I believe you need to watch the movies and read the comics. Pube growth. Hey, Curly's looking at me. Hey, buddy. Um, mm. I would go with the fingernails because I'm thinking about scratching things. Ugh. I'm thinking about messing people up if they mess with me. Um, pubic hair. Like, what? What? How is that good? I don't know, but I'm just trying to really what type think of service through this. Is that? I think that. Your fingernails growing that fast would be really disruptive. I know. I think that your pubes growing that quickly would... They're coming you out could, of your shorts. They're you coming could out of your hide. jeans. First off, I don't wear shorts. Also, I think oh. shaving is more intense than... Or trimming is more intense than cutting your fingernails. So I think that that can be better managed during the day. Because you can't just, like, shave your pubes there's no in good the office <laughs> you can cut your here. fingernails in public actually even though that's really gross sure but... and they if they saw that you know going listen it would be annoying but i'm going all day with fingernails okay i would have to agree with you on this one though i pubes growing at a quick rate is it's pretty close like not for me i wear shorts yeah, you do. But so if they're growing, your pubes are growing at a rate of one inch per minute, you could, in theory, wait until you get home for the day because they would only be like eight inches long. So, like, you're, it, they wouldn't yet come out of your shorts. So yeah, if you but shave we're, also, your pubes we're talking about day, shaving. That is intense. Trimming. Shaving is intense. Yeah, I, I know, but trimming still. You'd have to take Weeds? a trimmer with you. Yeah, no, I'm good. Like, I know it's annoying, but like at the end of, let's say, for example, as a teacher, at the end of each block, I could go clip, 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 yeah, clip. Yeah, you could. And I'm good. Clip, 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 and I'm good. 
And plus, I like biting my nails. So that that's would be amazing. that would be really good. Yeah. Okay. So I will. I am in the. I am in the fingernail. fingernail. You're you're in the camp. Wolverine camp. Sure. So. So anyway, <laughs> that does this episode. Uh, we're we're done for this one. Uh, thanks for listening. Anything else to say? Have a wonderful week, and I hope that your stressors are low. The holiday season is approaching. And uh, sometimes family sucks. So, you know, good luck with you. Yeah, holiday season could be tough. Sometimes family does suck. <laughs> oh, well. Love you. Yep, Bye. Ya. Bye. Visit www.greatgoalrush.com for our bucket list archive. And if you want to follow us on social, you can find us on Facebook at Great Goal Rush. Thanks for listening.